Good morning, Shannon. Oh my God, good morning. Wow. How are you on this lovely Wednesday? I'm um, so good. It's a little gray now. Our sun is gone, but I'm also like really glad that the weather is going to cool off because I'm, look, as much as I love warm weather um, and like 70 degree weather and all sorts of great, nice, whatever stuff, um, I'm like stressed about, you know, the world and climate change. And so <laughs> I'm really not down for November to be like 70 degrees. And not only 70 degrees, like sometimes, you know, sometimes there's like a stray day where it's like, oh, it gets kind of warm. And then the rest are fine. No, this is like almost a week of just like really nice weather, which is like, why are you complaining, Shannon? I'm complaining because I don't want. Because it's good for now. It's not good for 50 years from now. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's fun. It's all nice to wear my shorts in the middle of November. I feel like I'm back living in Texas. But um, That was insane. I I was literally wearing shorts and a t-shirt yesterday walking around and I was hot. You saw me yesterday. I was wearing, yeah. I was wearing shorts and a sweatshirt. I know. It was so fun to have you. And I'm sad that you didn't get to watch the episode with me. But, like, it's okay. We'll get to do that next, next week. Next week. Anyway. So. Oh, my gosh. Um, this episode, there was so much that fucking happened. I can't even believe we got we watched all of that in two hours after watching four other fucking episodes. Three and a half episodes of Claire and Dale drawn out for two weeks. No, no. That was all. No, nope. Never again. I'm over it. And then, of course, we got more Dale and Claire. They can't which, just, like... Which again, gone. I can't believe it's so funny when that happened. When the Claire and Dale interruption happened, I looked at the clock and it was almost on the dot eight forty five. And Olivia was like, "Ooh, is that?" I was like, "Olivia goes, oh, is Tasha's episode over?" And I go, "Oh no!" I looked at the clock and I go, "I bet you they'll have this shit wrapped by nine. And sure enough, right at nine p.m. on the fucking dot was like the commercial break into uh, into before we go back to Tasha done with Claire and Dale, which was literally fucking pointless. I didn't need anything about that. I I knew all of that information and I didn't care to hear it again. Yeah, can, but we, can I, we just talk about, can we just talk about that right now? Since it's so out of, it yeah. had nothing to do with Tasha's part. It just was in the middle. They used it. I, I honestly, as far as editing goes, I did like the placement of it because it was kind of like, the bookend to okay here was Tasha's night one and then we get her like preview into what her season's gonna be oh and then we'll have Claire's thing so it's like a little moment of like okay we're pretending we're on a break before we go to Tasha's next quote-unquote episode because they right, like we're giving Claire two, some validation yeah and well they, they basically put two episodes of Tasha into one which is funny because that's how the original show used to be when they only had an hour time slot og way back when uh they well, i was just about to ask that they when did they start doing these two hour episodes like good default? question but i definitely think that happened in like the more modern iteration but i definitely i i, I don't i think it's been a while like so long to where it's because again abc once ABC caught wind of how popular the show was they just kept giving them more air slots um and so like sometimes they would do even like remember when they would do women tell all on the same week as um yeah they used to do where it was like the whatever it was like a tuesday thursday split right or, or no it was i think it was monday tuesday and then in the back monday, of the tuesday, they it. always do the monday tuesday well because remember whenever we remember we used to have episodes on mondays and now we are not. Yeah, they're really fucking up my life with this Tuesday thing. I'm really yeah. not. I mean, you know, you know how my night went last night. Like, it really kind of just threw yeah. me off. Yeah, That's yeah. That's why yeah. I had to rewatch this morning. <laughs> yeah, literally. And wait, now we can say it since it happened. It already happened. Um, Jess, <laughs> you, uh, you were distracted during watching last night because you had to watch your ass on Chopped. Uh, I was on TV, guys. Yeah, I had to watch the first half of The Bachelor and then I watched my episode of Chopped on Food Network. Of Chopped on Food Network. You know, and Chopped, I, everybody loves that show. You know, Ted Allen, you have been Chopped. Like, everybody, come, oh my God, dude, it's so okay. fucking awesome. I was cracking up because, okay, so for the listeners, just because, like, this is a fun piece of trivia, I told Shannon, like, details about how uh, uh, my round went, like, the round I got eliminated, and when I tell you that they showed none of it. I struggled hard body and they did not even want, they did not embarrass me like good looks food network because they could have made me look crazy stupid. 
And yeah, they I mean, well, that's like, so it's really interesting to think about it too, how like, I think, so I think when it comes to, when you were telling me about, you know, stuff behind the scenes, blah, 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 about the show, I, I was literally, as I was cooking dinner last night, I was thinking, I was like, wow, the producers of these shows, like no matter what, they still have to create drama. They still have to create this the sense of, 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 of reality. Oh, of come, oh my God. Like no matter what, but I think that what's the difference between the bachelor and chopped other than, you know, almost everything <laughs> is <laughs> that, uh, is that like the producers of chopped, like the ones that were walking around with you and the tour you things and whatever, they seem to be wanting to fuck with you. But the editors of the show are like, mm, nah, like, I feel like there's like different people. And they were like, yeah, yeah cool. you know? <laughs> whoever was in charge of editing, like whoever made that call of like what edit I was going to get, they did me a total favor, like yeah. super service. <laughs> Dude, I love that though. Love that for you. And, uh, but yeah, so you had to go, you know, watch yourself on Chopped. So the second half of the episode was a little, you had to, you know. So I had to rewatch this morning. Rewatch. And, and what's just so fun to think about though, having you now been on a reality TV show is like wild to think about. Yeah, again, production is always trying to create drama on every kind of reality show, even down to the silly little food shows that have no stakes. Truly. Like, but like, yeah, but, actually um, the tournament. But I think but again, the tournament episodes, yes, less likely chance to win money. But more often chance to have continual rerun screen time. So anyway, well, Claire, it, but but Claire and Dale. Yeah, right. Back to the actual what we were. What, we were. what we're here for. <laughs> uh, yeah. Claire and Dale were so annoying and I hated their little interruption. Um, I also didn't like, like it was very, like I know they were trying to do an app. They were trying to mimic after the final rose, right? Duh. Yeah. Like, the set was so weird. First of all, it was like this weird, like black void with couches in it. <laughs> So, do you think that that was at La Quinta? Yes. So, do you think, so, yeah, because, I mean, it was weird to me that I noticed that Chris said, like, and now we're going to reunite the couple, but, like, Claire had just said that she wakes up next to Dale. We saw those videos of them together. Like, are they, they weren't apart. I wonder if they left, and then, like, if anything, I wonder if, like, uh, that set, that they were on was like mm. in one spot of the resort that is never used so that like it's technically you know okay if, if Claire and Dale sterile, show yeah. up with, with COVID I'm gonna pull up my notes from this I gotta scroll through to find the Dale and Claire oh, no, I can, I'll start while you're looking I literally can't believe how many notes I have it's in fucking insane okay there it is Claire Dale there we go all right Claire first and foremost I don't know I, I've discovered what it is about Claire that I don't like and it's there's like something in her eyes that she just looks so fucking like exacerbated all the time like she's yeah. just like mm-hmm. oh like, my god like there's a lot this was a lot for me to watch because like again they're serving us this one narrative and so I'm I'm inclined to believe what they keep serving us because again Chris was hounding about the did you talk prior all these things and I'm like okay but as I'm now watching it, I'm literally like, okay, I mean, maybe they really are just fucking crazy people that are love and first sight people. We started off with Chris being super fucking dramatic in the empty room, and he's like, okay, guys, we need to talk. Bachelor Nation. He just like, oh, my God. he's like, father. We don't, Chris. Yeah, we, we really, really don't. don't. I don't need this. I don't need this 15 minutes of screen time more for Clarendale. I'm over them. Um, but he's, yeah, he's all like, we need to talk about this. And he asks those, uh, yeah, and then she, he brings Claire in by herself and she comes out to, it's weird because it's, (laughs) it's so weird because again, they're trying to mimic after the final rose, but there's no live audience. And so when she comes out, pausing for a pause, she just like waves. It's just like, yeah, to the fuck. I get it. I truly get it. Yeah. I I have this new like practical experience about filming in the times of COVID. So like Um, I get that it's like different. Yeah. But I they're the viewers aren't stupid. You know what I mean? Like we know there's no audience there. Yeah, she sits down and he and Chris starts happening asking the like general leading opening questions, like, how are you? How are things? She's like, oh gee, I'm so happy. She says, all right. 
So she goes through talking about, uh, she talks about like trying to revert from her old patterns of abuse. Basically, like I have to keep reminding myself when I wake up that he's not going to like do the, he's not going to be gone or whatever, that this is not fake or this is happening, which is all again, very, the fantasy building. And And obviously this is like, she just screams unresolved trauma and she continues to scream it when she, I have these three quotes listed. She obviously she repeats her theme of I've never had a man show up. She says it multiple times during this. Again, she keeps saying they, they, they love that word for her, that phrase for her. Um, and I, uh, Tasha got her phrase too. And I can't wait till we talk about it. But then, um, then she says, I want a man to be there when I wake up. She goes, I want, I don't want him to leave. I don't want man, a man to leave me. And she's not saying Dale. She's saying a man. And I'm like, I literally in all caps wrote red flag central because that's just like, it's not about day. Like she's not, she's not making it. I mean, she does make it about Dale when he's around, but like at first it's just so weird that she's speaking in general, generalizing about the, like a man. Cause I'm like, girl. Well, that's reaffirmed when later in the segment, I don't know if you like, I'm just going to jump to it. Really oh, yeah. quick and go back. Yeah, we can jump around. This, but, only 15 minutes. this was barely 15 yeah. minutes of our time. So who cares? <laughs> Facts. Um, it's reaffirmed when Chris Harrison specifically asks Dale about like what's next, Dale? Like oh my marriage, god. kids. Oh my and god! Claire, like jumps in, like kids. I want a baby. Like, and he's like, she doesn't yeah. say babies. Right, right, right. But like, I made a note that I'm like, she just keeps sh- jumping over him. Like, I, I actually I do agree. want to hear what Dale has to say because I've gotten the feeling, and whether it's producer manipulation or whether this is what's happening or editing or whatever. I've gotten the vibe that this is like Claire driving the ship and Dale is just fucking hanging on. Dale is just like, okay, this is the ride we're going on. This is where you're taking me. And I, I'm genuinely curious how he actually like organically feels without Claire sitting next to him, without feeling pressured or like coerced. I want, because I don't think I've heard him in a situation where he hasn't been like coerced or pressured into saying something at all. Yep. Yep. I mean, or, and, 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 and coerced, pressured, or even if it doesn't feel like a full pressure, he does just mimic what Claire says. So it, <coughs> excuse me. That's what I mean. Like, I think he's yeah, doing like, it because she's sitting there. Yeah. He I doesn't. Think if you like got him when by himself and asked him an open-ended question, like in full, like just off the cuff, like he wasn't prepared to answer it. I think you'd get a totally different response. Yeah. Which is in my opinion, a classic Libra, Libra. Libras, please speak for yourselves. Don't let partners talk over you because seriously, like that's such a fucking Libra problem. Like, <laughs> like it, it, they always love to blend into their partners, but it does happen to where they do just let people be like, "Oh, it's fine. I'm just I'm going with what my boo says." Which well, doesn't he also have that Pisces moon too? Uh huh. And oh my god, I can't. God, I can't wait to talk to you about the other Libra Pisces moon of this episode. But anyway, Dale. Oh, yeah. Dale, uh, yeah, has the Pisces moon. They literally, they just trauma bond. That's like all they do so far is they just talk about their dead parents, their, you know, whatever, and their their parents who were fallen. Like the fact that they, it is weird. I mean, if they're telling the truth, I mean, I guess they, why wouldn't they be? But it is weird to me, not weird in a bad way, but it is, you know, the fact that both of them have Uncommon. a dead parent. Both of them have a dead parent and both of them like, had parents not only did that or that 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 like got married quickly um and like met and then immediately shotgun right but anyway it's weird to uh you think that abc had to have known that abc cast him knowing that he was claire's like mirror image well clearly i mean they love that shit they love to bring i mean we see it's like congrats abc you played yourself we see it with taisha on the one-on-one later where it's the exact oh my god thing like they love to put someone on that's a full mirror because I think what they want is to either both to either show, yep, this is how you fall in love, or nope, it doesn't work because they're too similar. I have a lot of feelings about the date that you're referring to, and I cannot anyway, wait for. I'm um, yeah. Let me think about. We got. I'm just gonna go through one of my random notes. And Chris says, "Can you?" Oh yeah, Chris is like, "Can you believe this happened?" And. Oh, whenever the, can you believe this happened? He's referencing to when um, Claire said that he was the one. Like, oh, I just found my husband under her breath when he walked away. Oh yeah, and 
she he goes, yeah, haha, little birdie may have told me. And she's like giggling next to him. But and then she literally just like, did you notice this? I don't know where just just for it was not really relevant other than I guess they're talking about their, their love. But she just she throws her hand up the hand, the hand yes. with the ring, the ring hand. She she does that a lot. She just picks up the hand and it's like, and and you know fingers all spread like just big hand hand like tee just like it's like a reflex like ah oh, see it's happened again guys there's a ring here um and that was like don't forget that someone picked me what i've been feeling from the beginning claire just feels like she wants someone to to, me she's been saying she wants someone to show up like she is screaming that she's enough on her own yeah but then like action speak louder than words she's out here like i just need this like it was i don't know yeah i don't know she repeats eventually and says that this was so magical to her because he had been he literally parroted and said I was afraid she wouldn't like me. Uh, we were saying the same things without even knowing it. And it was undeniable. Neither. I don't know what he's talking Again, about. That's why I'm like, is that just Dale's face? Because he's saying all these things, but I don't see right? it. Like, I, I made a note of that too. Like when he said, yeah, we didn't even know we were like saying all of these things at the same time. Like, and I'm assuming that he's talking about his ITM interviews, like his yeah. talking head interviews. Yeah. But not only did we not get that, like they saw the same show that we saw. So not only did they not get that many talking head interviews of Dale period, but like, I didn't notice any mirroring because neither of them were saying anything. You're saying like, I like them a lot. They're literally, they're they're just being like, we're in love. Yay. Love. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm a cynic. Maybe I'm an asshole. I have no idea. I I mean, it's not here for it to be an, I mean, not to be an asshole, but then this is when she starts talking about her anxiety around the pool and he just walks with her, which is sweet, but it's just like, I think I'm just being negative because like, maybe it's good to just be grateful for those little things. So like, I understand where you would focus on that. And the other thing too is like, again, bare minimum, but also it's like, they've been together for five minutes so it's like this is like the only thing she maybe that's what it is about. yeah it's like that's like all she can think of right now to say is like oh well he walked yeah. on the pool with me and held my hand chris asked if they were talking about the show before the cliffhanger which was dumb because we all knew i hate that they dragged this over a commercial break i me fucking too. hate it um but then when it comes back uh she says that it hurts her that people aren't happy for them like she just wishes people could be happy for us so she made it a point like she's talking about how she wants people to be happy for her i'm like Claire, here's here's the fucking skinny. Like, here's the bottom line. People do not watch The Bachelor for the love story or else people would have stopped watching a long fucking time ago. That's just like the dry cut of it. Like, we're, yep. people are happy for you. People are absolutely happy that you found love. No one's like angry that you found love, but like, that's not the show that I want to watch. I don't yeah. watch The Bachelor for the love story. Yeah, I nobody does. What, it, yeah. it doesn't exist on that show. <laughs> and the people that are watching for love, just think about it for a second. How we happy are. are you guys? Yeah, are you guys honestly, like, all the time. It's yeah, honestly. But so, but so that bugged me because I'm that like, like it occurred yeah. to me when she said that that I was just like, it's not even that no one's happy for you. We just don't want you to be the bachelorette. Live your life and be happy, and that's great. Yeah. But I don't want to watch you on my TV. I don't want to watch this. And, ugh, yeah. And then, honestly, during all this, too, Dale is basically silently nodding. Just, like, whatever. And then he's, like, you know, he, she makes the joke about, like, haha, he didn't even get my number until after we were engaged. Um, but then she plays up, you know, she plays up the pandemic. And it's funny when people do mention. I, I take a tally. I take a little note every time somebody actually drops the word pandemic or 2020 or something that really dates this as being a strain. So she says, she's like, um, it's cr- I, this is a crazy year. So she just looks at him. She's like, followed all the guys. She's got, she talks about she followed, how she followed all the guys, that she was watching his stories, um, and that he was the one opening up and being vulnerable on his Instagram? Question mark. Okay. Uh, and that attracted her to him. And of course, he posted about his dead mom on Mother's Day, which he, she was like, again, like she's... She's created a fantasy of him in her mind before meeting him. And this is a, fuck, this is such a, this is such a Pisces problem. She just, I'm sorry, everybody listening to this, but I can't stop talking about how much of a Pisces fucking stereotype she is. It is insane to me, but this is the Pisces problem. Like you create a fantasy and then when you live 
the real part of it, you are somehow disappointed, even if it's great, you're still disappointed because the fantasy isn't exactly what you thought, you know? Well, also, like, do you think that, and this is something that it, it I just popped in my head while you were saying all that, because it made me think, like, you know, those people in relationships that, like, have to create drama, like, there always has uh-huh. to be something going on. How do you think Claire and Dale are going to be when shit is just, like, chill? <laughs> yeah. Will shit ever be chill? I don't, well, no, because, because she'll be anxious walking around a pool. Or something. You know what I mean? Like, like because yeah, they will okay. never be chill because she does not seem like the kind of person who will literally ever be chill. She will find something to be bothered, upset, sad, whatever. Not like not like it's offended, not offended in a snowflakey way, but sometimes a little bit. Sometimes, but you know what I mean? Like there will be something. There's just like always something going on. Yeah. And I get it. I have an overactive mind. Like I'm pretty similar. I just I, yeah, it was just an interesting concept that like you, they well, seem to thrive you, on these. And well, what I think is interesting is yes, you two are. It's like you you have those similar vibes. You have as much thicker skin than she does. Like, hmm. oh my god! Like anything I'll gets there to cry. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, and yes, you definitely think you probably don't be, but but next to Claire, oh my god, you. Oh. Oh, then she praises the process. I have nothing but respect for this entire process. This is my favorite part because immediately Chris does the jump online. Well, you blew it up a little bit. And it's not even that was that one is the only Chris Harrison line from like this whole episode and Claire's whole sequence that felt improv to me. She sat there and she actively because I made a note that she was the trying so hard to just like ride the fence so well between like yep. I Loved him and only him the whole time. But, like, also, like, there totally were connections with the other guys. And, like, I did that. Yeah. Even though it looks like I did it and I said that I didn't before, right now I'm saying that I did. So, yeah. And then I feel like after that, and then also her saying the thing about, like, respecting the process, Chris was probably just like, you're fucking lying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't lie to me like this. Yeah, and so it was just dumb. But then this is when it starts getting like literally it just from that point on, from Chris saying that, it literally just unraveled. Like it got more unhinged as we because this is when the part about him saying, What's next? Marriage moving in? And Claire yeah. immediately screams, Dale starts trying to answer, but Claire Claire immediately screams, babies almost in that exact tone and she claps her hands babies (laughs) and dale glosses over it and chris straight up says dale you just totally ignored that one and he goes like oh yeah we'll see you know it's gonna plan out as it happens We're, we're, we're we're figuring out those plans and she goes no we're just trying to See whatever what happens, happens. Whatever, happens. <laughs> whatever happens, whenever it happens, it happens. And Dale is clearly like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, I kind of you know that. that like they talked about having kids, but they did not talk about a timeline in like that kind of detail. No, yet. they talked about having kids, and the fact that most couples talk about having kids when they're super cutesy and in love is they say, OMG, what. Wouldn't it be so freaking cute if we just had like these two kids and like we all lived like this and it was like this and like this? You don't sit there and you're, you know what I mean? It's like that, that or the general practical life question of how many kids do you want? Have you thought of that? Do you want that in a way? But it do- doesn't seem like which we see often in this episode. Yeah. Oh, no. We see again this. I love it. Wait. I just had the wildest astrological revelation. If Claire is a Pisces be, via birth time, which I fucking can't imagine her not being a Pisces after watching all of this bullshit. Um, if she's not a Pisces, if she's a Pisces, Tasha is a Virgo. And that's literally the opposite, like the opposite. And that's why we all feel like we love this because we just had the quote unquote delusional version. And now we have the practical one, the Virgo, the earth sign to be like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to save it. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to every single man. I'm going to ask them about their lives, their future, their age, their families. It is like, it's amazing to watch. Um, so it's so funny to think how the show did. I that. kept I writing like, oh, over and over again that Tasha is the contrast. Like she is the, ex- like the energy is the exact opposite from Claire. And it's refreshing yeah. as fuck. And I think that's so interesting because uh, 
that's like, again, the astrology where they're not planning these things, but it just kind of happens that way when they, yes, oh, you need an opposite to Claire. Let's boom, Tasha, like an opposite in every way. And so it's so funny that again, she and Dale, I have this weird little delusion that they're living and I don't think they're going to work out. After watching that final rose thingy, I think they're going to date and be happy romantically for a little while, for sure. But I don't think that they will work out. And if they do work out and get married, good for them. Honestly, like, good job. But I will. Yeah, I would like to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. Yeah, but the way that it's the way that it's like the that the whole experience. Like again, it could just be Dale's face, but I don't know. Well, because he no, because he I seems like passionate born. about shit in like his Instagram lives and stuff. Yeah. Dale's been on my for you page a crazy amount. Jeez, or my not my for you page, my like, explore page. Yeah, wow. Let's stop talking about them because they're goodbye. This is a wrap on Dale and Claire, and good luck, you crazy kids. All right, we truly do wish you the best. So now we'll just go back, <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoomy back to the beginning of the fucking episode. Where it's literally just kind of like before the walk-in, like it's it's like they they kind of do the classic repeat from last season or the last episode where it's like she exits the limo, she walks in, and the guys are kind of talking about who's it gonna be OMG, and we get the previews of like honestly the editing spice was so bad this week this week as like the preview because it was like they were like oh made it seem like there was so much more drama and it was honestly like Tasha's situation was literally so smooth like everything went so well <laughs> i know she handled herself well the guys were incredibly responsive the guys were obsessed with her i mean of course why wouldn't you the be way they bomb rushed her did you see it? that shit? that was uh, also, i loved it well i hated it but i loved it the contrast <laughs> of the bum rush with those three guys trying to talk to her versus the right, But we'll get there because Spencer's one that takes the cake, and that's not what I was expecting. I thought Bennett was going to do like a fucking first dive. I literally w- can't wait to scream about Spencer. All right. Um, so okay. he narrates all this. He's like, We all thought this was over. Tasha walks in, blah, blah, blah. Easy literally is so funny. He's like, uh, Oh my God. Like, says that out loud. And I love, I wrote down all these. I literally wrote down, boom, reaction, everybody. I go, All the men start saying under their breath, like, Yes, yo, wow, etc. Like all like the just like echoes of oh, 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 like man noises. <laughs> Chasen literally is like, I'm blown away. Ben is like, oh my god, I am so excited about her. And then Tasha or Zach literally is like, my all the jaws dropped. Like every the like it is really wild. And I know it's that most a very of overwhelming men, response in the best way. It's awesome. These men also were traumatized by Claire. So obviously their response to Tasha is going to be so much more positive. But it's just so funny watching the immediate reaction of them being like, Oh, I like this girl so much better. Um, then Tasha is just like does the classic little intro bachelorette speech. If you could have told me a week ago, I'd be standing in front of a week ago. Note the time. If you called me a week ago, so I wonder how long she quarantined or if that was just a lie. Um, it might have been three days. Yeah. You can get away with three days, I think. Yeah, they just probably had to test her. Like, I mean, honestly, a week, you could probably do a test, a test when you walk in to test from whatever you may have like been brought with you and then a test after you've been there for three days to maybe contract anything that you had you know that the, the test missed and then another test right before you like she probably got fucking tested in her outfit like as she was getting her makeup done just as a double check like a wrap yeah it's probably she probably got tested right as soon as she got there and then was like quarantined for probably a day and yeah. then got another test afterwards. And then if they got one of the rapid response ones, she might have been fine to go like the next day. Yeah. But either way, she says all that. Says the usual intro vibe. Ivan is literally starry-eyed. Is lo- and he says, with them. I love Ivan so much, honestly. And I knew this vibe was going to be good for Ivan. Um, but then he's in, in, the video, in the interview, he's like, uh, I love her presence, her energy. She walked in and was beaming. Like everybody's complimenting her smile, her energy, her presence. Like basically, yeah, everything. Because she's fucking amazing. And then I wrote- well, even like through my TV though, I get, and this is what I meant. This is the first note that I made about the contrasting energy because when Claire's on my screen, just the look of excitement in Claire's eyes 
catches me off guard because I I am not that yeah. high energy. I just cannot get on the wave. I'm very but high then, energy, like, but she just it's more of to me it's the it's like a tense anxious energy. Yeah. And I'm just like yeah, she she is both tense and anxious yet also walks around with rose colored glasses on, which bothers me more. Like I'm a very positive person, but she is like toxic positivity almost to me. Anyway, yeah, and then like Tisha's energy yeah. was like excited but calming, yeah, and like you yeah. could feel it. So you could tell that the men were feeling it, and the men were happy with her because she was just like an easygoing, yeah. calming presence. So honestly, I, I mean, I, I've always loved watching Tasha. She's been fucking great. But anyway, I wrote down next after. So after the intro of her giving her little speech, I wrote down in all caps. This is this shit. This next shit is all rapid fucking fire. Like. Because immediately the first polar is Ivan. They have a cute little conversation. Normal. He tells her he thought he was going to go home. Um, this actually I thought was really good for Tasha because he goes uh, – or actually back up real quick. Tasha, her theme, of course, is I want to make sure these guys like me and aren't just here – and staying because they're left over from Claire. Like, I want them to like me. And all the guys, right. unless they were prompted, they, I'm sure they were prompted at some point, but a lot of the guys, we were shown a lot of the men <laughs> saying very unintentionally, like, things that were very affirming. And what Ivan said was um, that he uh, wasn't, he was pretty sure he was going to go home this week or the next week. Like he wasn't feeling it with Claire, Claire and her weren't, he wasn't, he just wasn't vibing with Claire. Um, but you are much more his speed (laughs) is what he says. And then he is literally gaga over. Also, I think he's not the only guy who says that. I think another guy also says you're much more my speed, but I think it was either Brendan or Zach. It was one of the curly headed. I think Brendan maybe yeah, on the one-on-one, but he is literally, Ivan is literally drooling. Like he is so fucking obsessed. And then boom, next we get, or do you have any thoughts on Ivan? Cause literally I'm not cutting this shit was so fast. I can't believe how much they went and they did rapid fire. I literally can't believe how much they fit in before the first commercial break. Honestly, I concur. I agree. The only thing that I wrote for Ivan is that like Ivan really did say all of the right things. Right. Yeah. That's why I was game of roses. Yeah. He just said all the good shit. Yeah. Like he really got in there and let her know, like he did. And I said this again about somebody else's conversation, but he did what Brandon on Claire's first night should have done. Yeah. Did. Yes. Instead of being like, well, I thought you were hot, so I came on. No. All of the guys – well, that's the other thing too is most of these guys, unless they – so this is kind of the – so you know how a lot of the men love to brag that they never watched the show. They just heard about it, MBD, whatever. Yeah. This is honestly the only time – this is the time where any of the men who have watched the show get to shine because, again, they have no prep. On far as far as Tasha went, like Tasha might have got, got had been able to know what guy she might be expecting, but the men had no clue in from what we've seen who she was going to be. So they had no time to go and watch her seasons or go do a little deep dive on. Because whereas all the men, like, <laughs> like it was a real ass clean fuck, What's his fuck? Blake couldn't go and buy an Alzheimer's book about his mom, our mom, or whatever. You know, like, and the thing is, is that he brings that up. When I, they do their like little chat, he's like, Oh, it's better to go into this without any like preconceived notions or whatever the fuck he said. Like, shut up, shut up, dude. And it's like, are you gonna tell her that you bought the book for Claire? Like, are you gonna let her know how much research you put in? Yeah, I really that would make me uncomfortable. There were two again, that remember how last episode there were the two men who were faltering on whether or not they were gonna stay or leave, Jason and or Jason and uh Blake. And both of them have moments where i'm like oh okay cool but or not cool but you know what i mean they they show a parallel they show a parallel journey in this episode to me but in a different direction you know what i mean yeah we'll get to it so but basically blake here is saying is trying to be honest about his feelings for taisha but kind of in my opinion or not taisha for for claire but fucking it up like blake to me because what wait where did he go hang on Blake's, we Blake skipped a couple says, of people. Go Blake says talk. Blake says that he had to be patient with him. I'll get there. And I was like, uh, okay. 
that's not her fucking job to wait for your ass to catch up. So that was Blake's journey. And then Jason's is different, which we'll get to later. But um, anyway, yeah. So Ivan, Riley was after Ivan. He was t- next. He's, he mentions, this is where she asks about where he's from, what he does. She's, <laughs> this was so well, funny to me. I made a note that like, she only asked because he asked first. And I immediately, my response when this happened, I was like, he's the guy at the bar that's like hitting on you and he asks what you do so that he gets a chance to like big dick you and tell you what he does. I literally know this man. Like I know this man. I've met this man in a bar millions of times. Someone who's moved to the big city and now has a hot shop job. So he has a big old dick about it. And and I get it. Like, be proud. Yes. It's, you, if, if you were sure. trying to, you should absolutely be proud. But like, but get to know said, me, He asks what you do so he can say. He said the full job title, the full resume job title, and she was like, "Oh, a lawyer." And it was so. She says uh, she's like, "Um, well, I just got a hundred, or I just got a million Instagram followers. So I travel, I, some for business, some for pleasure." I'm an influencer so like are you ready to be an influencer are you still trying to be that lawyer like i don't know what so i actually did notice that um so tasha is from and lives in orange county and there is a shocking and when i say shocking i mean truly shocking number of men that are from and or reside currently on the east coast so they're setting her up for a really difficult conversation of like so who's moving where Oh, we all know who the answer. Well, it seems that the guys that she's like gravitating towards more are men that are currently living near closer to her. Yes, she's a cancer moon, honey. She's going to fall in love with a man who's not going to take her away from her hometown. It'll be interesting because I I can't imagine that wouldn't be a point of contention. These because these are the most like legitimately eligible bachelors we've seen in a while. Well, like guys, yeah, like, that's why I think established I, I, careers. I thought of that too. Just she was asking about all their lives, but anyway, we'll get through. Yeah, okay. No, no, you're good. We'll just I just this shit again. Like I said, it, it there's a lot so fast. So it's just we'll work quick. So she um, so that was Riley. Oh, he mentions taking a break from his job to be there. And I was like, LOL, production background. Okay, so Riley, Jordan C. is the cute little guy with the glasses. He's happy he's here, stayed, and is thrilled to see her. Yeah, Jordan's just really hyped to talk to her. Ivan says that he likes her way more than Claire in an interview. Damar says you can vibe more with – oh, they're oh they're talking to each other. Ivan and Damar are talking, and Damar is like, you can vibe more with her. She's more our age, um, which, again, noting Claire being old <laughs> – um blake talks to her this is when blake talks to her and is like be patient with me dude um it just infuriated me because i'm like dude you this is no and then but then also blake in his interview says that it feels more real with clinton with claire after just one conversation which i'm like oh i don't buy that i don't buy it at all either blake again is trying blake is playing the game i Um, think blake is like the undercover villain i already see the domino effect the villains following now Noah's. I can't wait. Noah's going to be the first one. Spencer's going to be the next one, and Blake's going to be the last one. Um, or Blake and Spencer might re re rearrange because it seems like she might like Spencer more than Blake. But anyway, um, and the longer term villain is the one who you know she likes more. But whatever. Uh, Jason's next. He says he tells tells Tasha he had feelings for Claire that he was that it was hard that and then this is another thing where he mentions this is a timeline note. He says. At 3 p.m. today, I wasn't sure if I was going to even be if there were if we were even going to do anything else. They so and if you remember, Chris said by 6 p.m. tonight, they had three hours to decide if they wanted to stay or leave. I think I could make that decision though. Oh, I definitely could. But it is just so funny to me how like. <laughs> I'd probably make it in less than three hours, to be honest. That's one of those, like, you flip a coin type things and you assign an outcome to each side. And if you're disappointed by the outcome, then you know which one you really wanted. Like, that, easy. Yeah. Done. (laughs) He says, so he tells Taisha that he's, you know, there for the right reasons to find what he's looking for. And then in his interview, he says that he's still feeling Claire a lot, but that he's way, that he's into Taisha, um, which will, you know, that will decide to come. That Jason is just a blip. That's just his little... I just, for me, I get whiny baby from Jason. 
And like, I'm not totally writing him off, but I'm not completely in, like, I'm not. Definitely. I bet you he definitely has like, he gives me Taurus rising vibes because he doesn't seem to want to let go of anything ever. So that seems to be the problem. He just needs to be like, it's okay, buddy. Move on. Um, Brendan talks to her next. Um, She compliments his outfit and he's like, he's the, he says he's the weirdo in the turtleneck. And then he says that people have been calling him Steve Jobs. (laughs) But it's also so funny because, yeah, he's in this turtleneck and he is actively fucking sweating his face off. Like, dude, it's 100 degrees in the night. He, and then I wrote that I feel like I had never heard him talk up to this point, Brendan. <laughs> he then, like, shifted and he was, like, staring into her face and soul. But then he's, like, getting this, he says, he's, like, getting a second chance is amazing. But then, uh, and I wrote DLH. Chris, uh, Chris interrupts them. Yeah, he says, Chris is more important, more important than easy notices that Chris and Tasha are walking somewhere and is like, what the fuck? And then Chris is like, everything is about to change. Did you really think that this was the only group of guys you were going to meet tonight? And then a limo pulls up. So, I mean, that, that is literally the first fucking cut to commercial. That is how long, that is so much stuff that happened before the first fucking commercial break. It was alarming. <laughs> For real, though, it was like <coughs> so fast, just it, slipping through. It, it was insane. Um, but yeah, commercial, then we get literally first up next. So this is so funny because then from this point on, it feels like a regular ass night one. Because we, oh, yeah, we get her four limo exits and she gets to stand and say hi to them and whatever. And then motherfucking <sighs> the first to exit the limo. His motherfucking Spencer. Oh, Spencer. He says that it's a pleasant surprise that he she uh, that she's here and that he's here. Whatever, it's kind of a boring entrance, but he walks out with this rigid posture, like rigid. He barely fucking moves his body when he like like it like seeing him do things on the do- on the date later was like wow. Like I, it looked like he just rolls on his feet, rigid standing up straight um (laughs) but and also has those creepy fucking eyes anyway yeah so i got like i told you that he honestly made me think of like a well-rested paul walker but then immediately after he started talking i was so turned off and unfortunately who he really looks like is Derek. Derek peth who was on paradise with taisha and they had a little moment and a little fling before she really fully landed with John Paul Jones. Uh, and Derek and Spencer are both dark hair, pale white boys with blue eyes and big smiles. And they look alarmingly similar. And Tasha has a type. So that sucks. Uh, anyway, Spencer walks in. The men are staring fucking daggers at him and are pissed that he's there. Montel walks in, he's got this pink jacket and little white rose brooch, like, okay, fashion. I fucking love the salmon jacket. It's making a return. We have return. I mean, we can't not have a return again. It has to be there. Uh, and then Kenny, oh, Kenny starts saying bullshit that these guys got intros before all the others got, got to talk to her. Uh, Which is uh, annoying because, Spencer, like, shut yeah. up. Then, start, you're starting over. Okay, so tell me. I feel like I missed this joke. I don't know if you got it. Did Spencer make a weird joke about being there for Claire? Like he no, walked so in he, and was like, "Oh, ha ha!" He well, walked here for in. Claire. He walked in and asked the guys which one of them scared Claire off. Oh my god, that's even worse. And then one of the guys was like, "Nah, like that guy's not here because like no one scared her off. She just like fell in love or whatever." But and I yeah, so that's it. an even worse joke than what I had written down. So gross. Oh yeah, it was awful. I know about him. Um, It was not received well at all. So then the only one that I liked of the first four, I guess, immediately was Peter, who just seemed to be sweet. And apparently, Peter has COVID. Now, COVID. Not not during the filming, but now. And I tried so desperately to find his birthday so that we can have an accurate birth chart for Shannon to dissect. I wanted to know why he got COVID, and then and then had a car accident when he learned of the results. Like, that's why I want to know his fucking birth chart. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? The last entry is the other bane of my existence. Noah the Mustache Man. 
the all the men had incredibly boring limo entrances too. I agree. All well, this one we didn't get his, we didn't get Noah's full story, but it seems like he had he had a stethoscope, so I wonder if he's like a doctor so, person. He's a travel nurse. Oh, okay. His little his little placard said that he was a travel nurse. Okay, cute. So, um, but he's like has a stethoscope. Yeah, assumes he's listening. He listens. Has her listen to his heart, which I thought was funny because I like thinking about the literal listen to your heart show. Um, and then he's just like, and then he, but as he's walking into the mansion is like, I just wanted one more look before I went inside. <laughs> so I actually kind of like that move, just not done by him. Yes. Agree. I love the move, but he is so skeezy to me. He looks so good. Yeah. He makes it gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what I thought was funny is so immediately I, I noted that he, uh, She's like, he's going to be trouble. And then as he's walking in, he kind of gets this little sinister villainy music undertone, which makes sense because of the previews for next week, you know, we see that really, he might be causing some we know shit. It's but it's interesting how they show us that very early on. Um, and then Kenny is immediately like, are they here to meet her? Because of that right, one wait. dude. The, because that Can't one dude. from this really quick. Oh, go ahead. Because we need to talk about the fact that thanks to Game of Roses – Kenny, I I firmly oh believe that Kenny is a producer plant and no one can tell me otherwise. And watching this episode through the lens of thinking that Kenny is there as a producer plant to like say what they want him to say and like stir up trouble and shit. It it is it it tracks. Yeah, it, it fucking tracks. 100 100%. Like I he barely I feel like he barely had any fucking conversation with Tasha. Like I mean, he absolutely is the parrot of the producers. Yeah, his only airtime was talking head interviews, and he's basically, like, telling us, like, telling you, the audience, um, this is what the producers, like, want you to believe is happening. He yeah. literally, like, it, you cannot tell me otherwise, I'm convinced. Yep, because because he literally right here narrates what inevitably becomes what I, I'm sure will be the issue is, are they really here to meet her? Because that one dude, and then when he says that one dude, he zooms into, the camera zooms into Spencer. And he says, just seems like he's here to be an ass. Yeah. And then he's like actively picking, not picking fights, but he's the one that's like well, making it yeah, a group like conversation. Stirs shit. Um, but he isn't, he is a double, he's got a shitload of Gemini in his chart. So honestly, he, that, that does scream shit stir to me. Um, but anyway, easy, easy to get kind of manip- manipulated into shit stirring unintentionally. You, you feel. Yeah, I can see it. Mm. But anyway, um, then I literally said TBH. I could see like none of these new guys staying very long. But then it's funny because ugh, whatever later. Um, and then immediately, yeah, bum rushed. She tries to get stolen by Ivan, Jordan C, and the robot Spencer. I wrote. <laughs> and somehow Spencer gets there, and I'm yep. not surprised because Spencer is a, a pretty conventionally boy. attractive man. Like he is in it. Like I get it. He's a pretty boy, as most many of the men call him during all of this. A motherfucking pretty boy. Um, and so so he, like, he talks about – I'm literally, like, Spencer Gra- – I literally, the only thing I wrote, I was like, I don't know if Tasha's into him. He talks about throwing her into the water or into some water, into an ocean. They're talking oh, yeah. about some so conversation about – Spencer's a big beach guy. Uh, then Ben uh, – I have to say it. I – fucking love ben i don't know what it is about him and his energy but i really love him i think he's fucking precious um because he is well, really- i'm so happy that this is like his first real airtime i'm happy that this is our introduction I, to him i weirdly because remember ben was the one i think that uh that claire kissed that wasn't dale and we yes. didn't see and so I think that that's why, because I was hoping that the reason why that was going to be the case was because he was going to get more Claire or more Tasha time. So I'm glad because yeah, he is literally, he says he's itching to get in there to talk to her. He is literally starry eyed and he's concerned he may not get to make an impression, which is then when Chris uh, Harrison drops, literally, I'm afraid I'm not going to make an impression. And then here he brings, Chris walks in immediately with the first impression rose. Um, and, I and what's so funny is like they it's almost like um like rabid dogs who haven't been fed. Like these men yes. haven't had access to a rose in so long. You can see them borderline like foaming at the fucking mouth oh. when he brings it in the room. Oh my god, that's such a good point. <laughs> 
Yeah, they, they're like, they're, oh, I got a rose. Fucking starved for roses. They didn't even know we even got a group. Literally, the only other than the first rose first night ceremony. Other than first night, Dale is the only one that got a rose. Dale and Blake and Jason, just he got his one on one rose. Right, and Jason, which is why again which he's holding on to that. And wait, actually, that makes sense. All the men that had the roses, actual roses from the first round, are the only ones who were still kind of weirdly holding on to Claire. Because and none of the men give a shit because all oh, the other yeah, men have had no experience. Chaotic. This show is chaotic. They literally make a rose seem like the make or break end of life existence. It. I mean, it is. Is it not? I mean, it. It is. <laughs> it, obviously, because um, if the bachelorette falls apart, everything falls apart. Yeah. We know this to be true. But anyway, so who's next, Chris? Okay, Ivan. It's like uh, he says he feels like he'll be here for the long haul now, and then. <laughs> I wrote, no neck Ed speaks for once to stress about the Finpros and not having talked to her, which, yeah, buddy, you're not Ed. I have some, yeah, I have some note on Ed at some point because I'm like, yeah, I was like, Ed came from nowhere and this is his first real airtime. Other than than being the bubble boy. Right, but like, I don't know, but his personality, like the way he speaks, like his mannerisms and stuff, I don't know who I expected him to be, but that is not what I expected. Absolutely not. And so then we get another commercial. Again, we are sparse on commercials this time until we get to Claire. What? Okay, but anyway, then we get Zach talking to her. And um, he, Those fucking high tops. Yeah, he goes, had me at the bomb-ass summer line and a little that little shake. Which, what? Um, he says that Is I... Is he a personal yeah. trainer? I don't know. Probably. Is it on the spreadsheet? He, oh. he gives me, like, hardcore personal trainer vibes. Like oh. motivational speaker, like let's just make a list. He's an addiction specialist, so you're really close. Yeah, yeah. He see, I get that from him. Um, but he goes that he's he tells her that he felt like he's supposed to be here since day one, and that she's a huge breath of fresh air. And then they make a cute little wish at this fountain they're sitting at with no coins in it. <laughs> and they're like promising to tell each other one day if they stay together that like, uh, fuck, what did it? Promising to tell, tell each other what the wish, oh, what the wish was. That's right. Yeah. And then she's like, wait, I loved that. I really hope it comes true. Because they do like a cute ass little pinky promise. Yeah. It's so adorable. Um, and then Chasen plays cornhole with her, which, and then we get the call back. She mentions to Chasen, oh my God, I actually played cornhole on my night one of the, of the show. And of course the producers brought that in for that reason. Chasen was like, oh, nice. <laughs> I actually just found these already set up. Yeah, so. like dope. Um, and then literally that was like five seconds. And then we t- she, Demar talks to her, and I literally just go, Demar is so hot. <laughs> and they show. Okay. I literally just wrote Demar is so hot, and they show a brief moment with them. <laughs> I I feel like Demar is not going to make it very far, no, and that is hot. a problem because I want him on my TV. As much as possible. So hot. I want him to be on Paradise. Okay. Anyway. Um, we get to a. Noah. Yeah. There we go. No- oh, God. Noah, who says he has. Wait. Go back to this chart because now I want to. This is why I want to know his okay. chart. So we're going to talk about Noah now for a bit because Noah is one of 11. Uh, one of those is a twin. So he has nine siblings other than his twin brother. Um, And I can say from my own personal experiences, I know quite. I have I have close relationships with many many people who are in families with uh, more than seven siblings, and I will say that it doesn't matter how great your parents are; their ability to communicate is skewed. Like it's not a I <laughs> I uh, now so okay so so now I'm triggered think about his chart. I am now pretty convinced that he has. A Leo rising. So because of this reason, I'm going to, so he has, all right, we're going to talk, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I have to fixate on Noah because he's so. Bothered. No, we're going to, we're going to focus on Noah for a minute. Um, wait, what is, all he says, literally all he says to her is about the sisters, or siblings, and that he has a twin and then I don't have notes for him. So that his conversation was short. That's all you needed from it. But this man has a Scorpio stellium. He's born in 94 and in 94 during Scorpio season, it was like a shitload of planets were in Scorpio all at once. It was like. The sun, Jupiter, the north node, Mercury, Venus, and Pluto all in fucking Scorpio. So that's like six points of Scorpio in a chart. That's so much. (coughs) That being said, what you were just – what this makes me think of is, okay, he has a shitload of brothers and sisters. I bet you he has Jupiter 
in the third house, which is what rules siblings. And that being said, that would put all that Scorpio shit in his third house, which would make him a Leo rising, and he's a Leo Mars. And that Leo rising is why he has that stupid fucking mustache on his face, because Aries, first of all, Aries moon, he's an Aries moon, and it's funny to me because my dad's an Aries moon, and he all, my dad also rocked a, must, a singular mustache for the longest <laughs> time. Uh, because Aries rules the head and the face really in theory, but it's so funny that, but anyway, so I'm convinced Leos are love their hair. They love dramatic hair moments. That stupid mustache, Leo Mars in the first house. He's ready to fight. He's ready to be fucking villainy. I think that's what it is. And also Leo rising needs attention. So Jupiter in the third, a bunch of siblings needing a lot of attention as a Leo rising. I bet he's a middle child. I, I bet he's right in the fucking middle. Of I fucking, I wonder, I really wonder. And so that being said, if he's a Leo rising, that Capricorn. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm pretty sold on that, honestly, as that being the case. Uh, so Noah's trash. I hate his chart so much. Uh, even though he seems what well, he's like a, some kind of travel nurse. So doesn't surprise me. That's that on Noah. We'll get him more of him later. But um, who's next? Uh, Kenny. Kenny is next. He talks. <laughs> I book bands at a music venue. All right. Um, he then he says, uh, she's like, oh, so I bet you like you're like so dressed up and never wear a suit. And he goes, oh yeah, I never fucking wear a suit. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking I- bet Kenny. We all know you never wear a suit. And then Ben is next. Uh- who? Ugh, yes, he's so cute. He dances with her, dips her, a whole cute spin moment. It was so yeah, he did like a dip and twirl. It was super dope because like in terms of like it. making plays and shit, he established like intimate physical connection without kissing her. Like yeah. he was able to like get her close. Hi, do you agree, Miso? Yes, yes. yes. Like he was Please. able to get her that really close best. and like have that moment with her. I actually thought they were going to kiss. I really did. But then also I loved how when she did kiss any of the men tonight, she was like the one kissing them. Like she did not. Yeah. Like it was the again opposite of Claire. She was not waiting for the men to kiss her. She was just like, yeah, kiss me. Like I'm the one in charge. It was was great. Hot. Love Tasha. Uh, okay, wait. So after Ben is that cute moment with Ben, and then then she goes in to give the motherfucking first impression rose out to none other than fucking Spencer. Spencer. Uh, and I literally wrote, "I'm disturbed." She kisses him. Da 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 da. Ew, they're gross. Like ew. The guys fake congratulate him and they're obviously upset. And then she quote unquote cancels the rose ceremony, which makes sense. It doesn't, I don't think there was ever going to be a rose ceremony for her that night, but she, you know, they make it seem like she's the one that made this decision, but yeah. So hated here. She gave that fucking dumbass rose to Spencer, which gross. Um, But then this is where they give us the preview for the rest of the season as if it was the end of her real night one. Um. And this is literally where it's just like a lot of the shots of the men and her making out. We get her crying. We get her mentioning a dude who's going to be villainy. Noah seems like he's one of the ones who's going to be at least a villain vibe. Uh, They show her. Oh, and then the vinyl proposal spot looks like the most desert spot. What the fuck was oh, that? I know. Um, but yeah, then there's, oh yeah, this is when we get Claire stuff. So we get to zoom on through that. Bye, bitch. Bye, Claire. Yeah, back on to Tasha. And I literally wrote again, how did all of the above happen? Everything we just talked about, including the after the final rose thing, happened all within one single one hour. fucking hour. I was like, holy shit. I feel like I'd whiplash after this episode. I just dropped the lighter on Well, like, God bless, because they didn't give us that many commercials. Thank fucking God. Yeah, honestly, they were really nice to us, thankfully. And I think it's it, awesome. Yeah, and I wonder if it had anything to do with the fact that there was not that much wait time between now and last week. I mean, probably. Anyway, um, she says she's saying that she's like nervous and that she's, you know, she's nervous. The men are still bitching about the new guys. Um, ben is super obsessed with her. Chris shows up and talks to them. They he like calls out how Bennett is like beaming, and so is Ivan. And he mentions something I don't remember, whatever. Just like bullshit, you know, chatter, chatter. And then Chris drops the first date, and then says that everybody this week is going to get a date. So the first group date is announced, and it is Blake, Riley, Zach, Jordan, Noah, Peter, 
Kenny, Jay, Easy, and Dun 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 Spencer. And and here we get the Tasha shot of her emerging from the pool, and all the men are like, oh. <laughs> And so she, Blake, under her his or in his little under his breath, says that she's perfect, which I thought was funny because I think Blake has Virgo something, Virgo Venus, which is a no, he's a Virgo Mercury, and and she is a Virgo Sun, and and perfect is a Virgo buzzword. Uh, and then all the men, all the men take their shirts off. She ogles at them. They swim for a minute. I feel like all of the dates are going to have to be in a pool at some point. Because it's just so damn hot during the day. <laughs> well, yeah, because then you're thinking, like, this is about August. Because that's when she went dark on social media. So this is, like, the hottest time of the year. And that's also, like, also they have to have daytime dates. Like, yeah, throw them in a pool. Um, they're all, like, fucking children in this pool trying to get her attention. What Was it Blake that asked her, do you know how to swim? And then tumps her over? <laughs> Wait, not Blake. I literally only her. know... The only note that I have for this entire date is the men are in the pool. Why is Spencer so aggressive? Why is he doing so much? That's what it is. Spencer was the one who asked if she could uh, about that and tips her over. He's being so aggressive. Yeah. And then all the men try to get her attention. Chris shows up and announces the splash ball basketball. And this is pissed me off. This is the same fucking date as the dodgeball format. Like it is the same date. They have to wear speedos. So they ha- and they have an underwater ass cam. They have this Tasha and Chris at a table commentating. That is, it is literally the exact same thing. There is violence. And there is an implied injury. There is uh, the half of the day has to go home afterward. Like it is literally the same fucking date. Oh yeah, and then I laughed because after Blake's team lost, I was like, so is Blake gonna interrupt the other guy's portion now? Yeah, is he gonna go and get hot dogs and hamburgers anyway? Wait, yeah, also hot dogs and hamburgers, fucking barbecue. 